You're listening to the Whole Vineyard Podcast. To find out more about the Whole Vineyard Church, go to wholevineyard.co.uk. Morning, everyone. Um, I'm Eve, and I'm doing the reading today, which is taken from Luke chapter 4, verses 1 to 15. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone. The devil led him up to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all their authority and splendor. It has been given to me, and I can give it to anyone I want to. If you worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered, It is said, do not put the Lord to your, God, your God to the test. When the devil had finished all this tempting, he left him until an opportune time. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread through the whole countryside. He was teaching in the synagogues, and everyone praised him. Thank you for the reading, and uh, good morning, church. We thank God who is uh, giving us again this opportunity this morning to talk to you. And uh, I want to say it's a great privilege for me and uh, to be a vessel that the Lord will be using to talk to you. I would like to also thank the leadership of Old Vineyard for the trust they have uh, in me and allowing me to preach this morning. In my home country, we usually say that when uh, you are allowed to preach, it's a great uh, privilege. At the same time, a big responsibility because, you know, it's uh, a place where you say many things and, yeah. Thanks to all for being here <laughs> this morning and being there, sitting here, despite all the transport challenge and... Uh, the nice weather. Uh, we were coming with my wife and then we were looking at uh, how people were on the street, uh, like excited because of the sun. And we were like, ah, uh, oh, people will be going to beaches and different places, but uh, you've chosen the right place. <laughs> Hallelujah. So I am Paul Mozadi, and uh, I am married to Felicite Bosiki. And uh, for those who don't know me, so we have uh, seven children. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so the oldest is 16. And uh, I think a few weeks ago, he was here giving a testimony for 
what the Lord was doing in the youth uh, uh, church. And uh, the youngest is uh, four. So it's uh, a busy house, as you can imagine. <laughs> so just coming this morning here, it's really a lot of gymnastics. <laughs> so my wife and myself uh, are part of this uh, leadership year. So when uh, Josh was saying uh, 16 this year, so when you count all those 16 people, two of us as well are counted there. So it has been really a blessed year. And uh, at the same time, being part of that, we are leading one of the home groups in the East. So we have three home groups in our Eastern side of the city. So we lead one of them. So really blessed to serve the Lord and be part of uh, this uh, move of God. So this morning I've been uh, tasked to preach uh, on the subject of uh, Jesus and the power of God. So this is part of uh, a series we've started a few weeks ago, a few months, eh, I think, on uh, the mission. So our church is uh, on the mission and we want to remind you that that's what the Lord has sent us to do on the earth. So we are on mission. So uh, we've listened for many sermons uh, or talks for the past uh, weeks. And uh, I just want to remind you uh, the last one, which was uh, last Sunday, where uh, Joseph was talking about uh, Jesus and the banquets and really uh, challenging message for all of us where the king has already prepared a banquet and he wants people to go and eat to that banquet. And he had invited people, he thought that there should be the relevant people to come to the banquet, but uh, none of them was there. And uh, he asked his servant to say, go everywhere on the street and bring whoever you will find on the street. And I uh, just want to say this. You know, uh, the verb, the Greek verb, which is used, bring everyone you will find on the street, is a verb which means compel. So force them. Force them. Take them by force and bring them in the party. So sometimes we kind and... We want to look at people nicely and don't offend them when we are inviting them to church or to things which are God-related. But Jesus was the idea of compelling them. Take them and bring them. And uh, I know churches in Africa. Sorry, I come from Africa. <laughs> Just five years in the UK. So I know churches in Africa where they go and they compel people. So I know we'll get there very soon. <laughs> Josh, we'll get there very soon. <laughs> How? They have buses, and they go everywhere where they preach during the week, and they tell people, you don't have an excuse. The bus is here. Are you ready? Let's go. 
and all the neighbors are there to go and ask people, get ready, we are going to church, get ready, we are going to church. The bus will be here soon, the bus will be here soon. So they compel them and they go. So that's what Jesus was asking in that parable. So go and compel them to come to the banquet. And I just want to tell you this morning that we are tasked and we have the mission to go and invite people, like for next Sunday, to come for the fun day. So don't like, uh, take it like uh, there will be a fun day and all of that. Be bold. I've invited three, or we've invited with my wife, three of our neighbors. So we just went, knocked, and asked them, uh, how are you, are we fine? Okay, we have this fun day, Sunday the 18th. Okay, what is it about, where is it? And then, uh, do you know how to go? Oh, yes, I know where Clothroy is, but I know you have a car but I want to offer you another car. Can we take you so it's easy for you to get there? They're like, I have my own car. No, 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 no I understand that. <laughs> but I just feel like you have these young kids, they should be there. I feel like they should be there. So I am offering, if you don't mind, so we can come and Go with you. You know, uh, this British way of looking at people, right? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it's fine, it's fine. I said, are you sure it's fine? Yeah, it's fine, it's fine. So, we're already planning how we can go and pick them. So, I think that's our call, that's our mission. And this morning, I would like just to remind you that on top of that mission, Jesus wants you to go with not only yourself, but with power. Because when you read the text we've just read, in verse 14 and 15, it says, Then Jesus went back to Galilee and in the power of the Spirit, and the news about him spread through the entire region. And he began teaching in the synagogues and was praised and glorified and honored by all. So Jesus went back to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. In the power of Spirit. But when you read the first verse, it says that Jesus was led, filled by the Holy Spirit, he was led. He was filled then. But when he came back, in verse 15, 14 and 15, he was with the power now with him. It was only not filled, but he had the power now to go, and there was now a change in the things he was doing in the region. They start to talk about him. They start to hear things about him. And people who are sick, who are demons for many years, start to encounter the power of God in their lives. 
And I want to tell you that if Jesus himself had to go and get the power of the Holy Spirit before he goes out and serve the Lord and accomplish his mission, so should I. I am more than in need of having the power of the Holy Spirit to go out. Because if Jesus himself could, before he starts everything he was doing during his three years of ministry, he had to go to John and get baptized. And then after the baptism, the Holy Spirit came down on him in a form of a dove, and then living there, he didn't go to a kitchen, he didn't go to a party, he was led by the Spirit to go somewhere. And when he left that place, he was so powerful. And I want this morning to go with you through some of the things which Jesus lived during the, thing, the time he went to the desert and learn some lessons which we can apply on all of us and then remind us that we are on mission, and we are to demonstrate the power of God on mission. So, when we read verse 1, it says, Now, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness. As I was saying, full of the Spirit, returning from Jordan and led by the Spirit. So Jesus had this demonstration of the Holy Spirit coming upon him. And then, as I was saying, he didn't go to the kitchen or he didn't go to find some food, he didn't go to find some friends, he went where? He went to the wilderness. Not by himself, not by his own choice. The Bible says, because he was led by the Spirit. He was led by the Spirit. And I want this morning to remind you that for us to manifest the power of God, we need to follow Jesus' example. Jesus was led by the Spirit. He was led by the Spirit. He accepted the leadership of the Spirit. The leadership of the Spirit for him that time, leaving the Jordan where uh, John had baptized him, was don't go anywhere else, go to the wilderness. And he accepted the direction of the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm filled by the Holy Spirit. Where do I go? I am led by the Spirit to go to the wilderness. So, I want to tell you this morning that it's very important for all of us to recognize when the Holy Spirit is leading us. It's very important. The Holy Spirit will lead you. He is with you. When you receive the Lord Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes and indwells in you. He dwells in you. He, he wants to have you as his habitation. When Apostle Paul is writing to the Corinthians, he's saying that 
the spirit of the Lord lives in you. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So that's where he lives. But he likes to fill us. That's one thing. He likes to fill us. But he also likes to lead us. He likes to lead us. He wants us to follow his leadership all the time. And we need to recognize that he can lead you to certain location, but he can also lead you spiritually. So we need to recognize that and we need to know that he has some spiritual destination he wants to lead us, where we have a level of communications with him, where we have a level of uh, acquaintance with him, where we can listen, hear him, and do even some subtle things, like one day I was expecting something, a letter from my uh, solicitor, and this took like many weeks while we were talking on the phone and all of that, but he was saying, we've sent the letter. But I was like, I can't see the letter. And then I was praying one evening, praying, praying, and asking the Holy Spirit, where is this letter? I need this letter to do something to go to the next level. Where is this letter? And then the Holy Spirit told me, leave this house just like this. Leave this house. Go to the place where you were living a few months ago. I said, oh, okay. I stood. Just told my wife, I am going to the house where we were living a few months ago. Why? I said, the Holy Spirit is telling me the letter is there. And I went, and I found the letter. Just simple. Are you with me? So we need to follow the lead of the Holy Spirit because Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1, the Lord says, Moses is telling the people of Israel, now it shall be if you diligently listen to and obey to the voice of the Lord, your God, being careful to do all of his commandments, which I am commanding you today, the Lord your God will set you higher above all the nations of the earth. This is the consequence of following the voice of the Lord all the time in everything. It means he will set you up above all the colleagues, nations in this case, all the colleagues at work maybe, all the colleagues in different places. So this is our call, if we want to see the power of the Holy Spirit in our life, we need to follow the voice of the Holy Spirit. We need to be led by him. Secondly, verse 2, we need to be people who can be led by the Holy Spirit to the wilderness, to go to a place where it is not comfortable. It's not comfortable. You know, Verse 1, the last part says, and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness. So Jesus knew that he was going to a place which is not a good place. There was not food there. There was not uh, the comfort of a house. There was not the comfort of uh, the companionship of people. No, 
It's a barren place. It's a dry place. It's uh, uh, full of sand sometimes. It's full of rocks, full of uh, wild and uh, sometimes uh, snakes and things bizarre. And he met one of them, the greatest of them, when he was there, just a few minutes or a few days later. He met one of them, the devil himself. You met him there because it is the wilderness. It's a place where there's no comfort. It's challenging. And I can tell you that we need to become those who have the ability to follow the Holy Spirit even when he's leading us against our natural inclinations. Sometimes our inclination can send us that direction because that's what we feel like it should be. But the Holy Spirit is saying, no, no, no. You shouldn't go that direction. So it is the direction of the things which we feel like it's not very nice. So when we came here, my family and myself, it was not easy. It was not easy. We were taken when we came in five years ago or so and taken to a place which was called the hostel. Uh, where they take uh, uh, asylum seekers, and it was not nice. Coming from my background, but being in the context where we were, it was not nice. This was the desert. For my family and myself, this was the desert. But the Holy Spirit led us there, and when we were there, it was a challenging time. But we had to keep our attention on what the Holy Spirit was telling us. So we spent most of the time praying and looking at what the Lord is telling us, what the Lord was telling us. And the result today is amazing and great. We've learned so, so many things. So, so many things. And uh, one of the biggest things we've learned with my kids, all of my kids, when I see it, or my wife as well, see it, our kids manifesting it, we say, yeah, 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 this is good. Thank you, Jesus, for doing this. And this is contentment. Contentment. As we couldn't work, we couldn't get enough money to buy and do things we wanted to do for seven kids. So we had to say, let's do this first and not that first this second or this in few time, and all of them have learned to say, yes, dad, let's do it that way. You, you, you can't get everything on, in, in one moment like this. Things come by steps. So they've learned that, and you can see that manifested, and we thank God for that. Three, you need to pass the test of the temptation to serve God. For 40 days being tempted by the devil, and he ate nothing during those days on verse 2. And when they ended, he was hungry. Jesus was really in a position where he had to, to show that God came first. So coming from being baptized and sent there, he had to be tempted for 40 days staying in that position. And doing that was serving God. Just doing that was serving. He was serving God. It was a difficult time, but he had to honor God in that difficult time. This is not talking about everything he went through, all the things that uh, the enemy asked him, but just being there and being sure that in all the things I will be living and going through, I will honor God. Are you with me? 
So you can go through the desert, you can go through the wilderness, you need to keep in mind that in all the things I'm living, I still need to honor God. Because after year, the power of God will be manifest. The power of God will be shown and demonstrated. So I need to keep honoring God. And Jesus kept that. Are you with me? Two years ago, like two years or something like that, we had this uh, lady, the Lord during the lockdown talked my wife and myself to start something, praying for families, praying for ourselves and uh, our family and praying for many families. And then uh, one lady she knew through uh, another lady and then this lady asked her, can you pray, can you pray for Sorry for my French. So can you pray for my son who had a problem with a group of friends? So he was introduced in a WhatsApp group, and then in that WhatsApp group, they shared something which, is, uh, which was rape-related. And then this group was, was being monitored by the police. And then they came, they arrested most of the kids who were in that group. And then this lady was like, oh, what's going, what's going? And then they had to take them to court. And she came to my wife who started praying as it was just, the lockdown was starting and the Lord was like asking her to pray, spend time praying, pray. And then we start praying for her. We said, okay, we'll pray for your son. And we believe that the Lord will help. This is a temptation. It's something which came uh, as uh, your son didn't know even what was going. He just saw it coming. He didn't even open it, deleted it. When the police looked, they said, but it's still, it was in his phone. So he's part of this. They had to go to court. He couldn't go to school. They locked him uh, at home. So... We start praying, praying, and a few weeks before he goes to court, they called him, they say, everything has been canceled. The court case is canceled. They came home and they apologized. Your son was not really involved, and uh, we understand, and you have to forgive us for ourselves we've created in your life and your family. And we thank God because we spent time serving him, the Lord, even if we were ourselves challenged by our circumstances, but we were still praying for other people. Are you with me? Passing the test of the flesh. This is number four. Then the devil said to him, if you are the son of God, command this stone to turn into bread. Jesus replied to him, it's written, and forever remain written, men shall not live by bread alone. Jesus was tested with the temptation which involved his fleshly and natural desire. And John Wimber says, who is the founder of the Vineyard Movement, he says that in his book, uh, The Power of Evangelism, we too contend against a fifth column, sinful passions that reside in us. 
In Paul's words, I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature. The enemy loves to exploit and excite our fifth column, the sin that dwells in our flesh, through the temptations. But God has given us the power to walk by faith and resist the temptation. So this is what the enemy brought to Jesus. He said, you have now the need to eat. This is in you. But eat now. And by doing what? Transforming something illegally into a bread. And Jesus said, no, I will not do that. I cannot do, just do whatever I want. Even if uh, I, I am the son of God, but I can just do whatever I want. I have restrictions, even if I am the son of God. I have restrictions on certain things I have to do. So we need to fight the flesh. We need to fight some of the things which will come inside us and ask us to do things which sometimes could look good, but which are not good. And then fifth, being tempted to take the shortcut in what we do for God. Verse 5 show how the enemy took Jesus on top of a mountain and asked him that I can give you everything. I can give you everything. I can give you the world. And if you read verse 5 to 8, Jesus didn't contradict the enemy to say, no, the world is not yours. Jesus didn't say that. He agreed. The world was the enemy. He had got control of it through the sins. So most of the things which were done was under the control of the enemy because of what happened because of the sin and the fall. So Jesus said, no, I came to save the world through another process. The process I came to save the world was to go through serving people as I do, preaching, healing, giving deliverance to those who are possessed and have demons, and then suffer myself, being beaten, and then killed, and then die and resurrect. No, I will not take a shortcut to say, ah, I serve you, the enemy, and I have all the world. No. And I want to tell you this morning that you will be also tempted to take sometimes shortcuts. And shortcuts in life sometimes appear nice and good, but the end is not good. So we should resist, as Jesus resisted, the temptation of uh, taking shortcuts. We also need to pass the test of the misuse of authority. Jesus in verse 9, 10, and up to 12, is offered the temptation or the chance to misuse the power he had. He says, what you should do, you should just jump. And when you jump, 
they will come, the angel will come, and they will protect you. And then Jesus said, no, no. I didn't come to be the greatest mountain climber or cliff hanging so that I can be uh, collected down by people. No, I was not sent to do that. He said, no, I will not tempt God by taking shortcuts. Jesus refused. And the power of the Holy Spirit came to you or to him because he didn't accept to do whatever was proposed to him during the time he was tempted. And I want to tell you that in your way to manifest the power of God, you will be tempted by so many things which will have the purpose of distracting you or pushing you to a level where you would miss what you need to do so that you won't manifest the power of God. And then when Jesus finished to go through all of those things, in verse 14, 15, it says that he went to Galilee. And I want to finish here by telling you that you need to go to the place where your anointing can flourish. You need to go to the place where the anointing of God will flourish. Jesus didn't go to Jerusalem. He didn't go to any other place, Samaria or, Samaria or any other place, Jesus went to Galilee. He even tried to go to some places like his own town, but they didn't receive him there. And the, the Bible says he couldn't do as many miracles as he did in the other places where he should be. And I want to tell you that you need as well to be conscious of uh, the fact that your anointing, the power of God on you, is not for all the sicknesses on the earth. It's not for all the people you encounter everywhere. That's why we need to be led by the Holy Spirit, that you would have the capacity to discern who is the person that you are sent to and minister. And I remember when we came in and uh, we were still in the hostel where we were, I had to spend 40 days praying and fasting, asking the Lord, we are here. And the system is like they will disperse us. They will send us somewhere in the UK. They will send you somewhere. And I spent, uh, my wife uh, being with me, uh, 40 days praying, fasting. And the Lord gave me. So sometimes people ask me, what brought you to hall? So if you ask me that question, I give you the answer again. So the Lord gave me a vision with the name Kingston. Kingston. So I was like, Kingston, what is this? <laughs> what is this, the Lord? That's the place where we have to go. Kingston. And then few Days later, they gave me the letter of the place where I had to, to be dispersed, and it was written Hall, not Kingston. <laughs> so I said, what is this? Lord, 
Was it a mistake that you made? No, I don't think you make mistakes. <laughs> and then I went on the internet. I checked. And then I found out that this place was called Kingston upon Hall. So I know that I am in this town with a purpose. The Lord knows why. How can we be people who operate in the power of God? Quickly, before we pray. We need to remember that God performs miracle signs and wonders through ordinary men and women. Whatever God do, does, he does it through men and women. Weak people who are weak, like Apostle Paul was saying, he is weak. But still, the Lord used him mightily. The Lord said, in your weaknesses, that's where my power is manifested. So you can be here this morning and you feel weak and you think like, ah, oh, no, am I really the right person to go out there and invite my neighbor to come and find this place and also participate to the fun day? I can tell you, yes, you are. Because the Lord used ordinary people like Peter, John, Stephen, Philip, all of those people. When you look at them, they just ordinary people. That's why all the people were in power, in power at that time were saying, these are ordinary people. How come they are doing all of these things? We need to be obedient to the leading of God, as we've just said. So we need to follow the lead of the Holy Spirit where he's leading us. Where you are at work, Wherever you are, in schools or wherever you are, university, you need to follow the lead of the Spirit. What he tells you to do at that time so that you can be used by him, be it weak or not, feeling in a position of restriction or not, he can use you because you can follow his leadership. We need to take risks. We need to be out of our comfort zone and take risk. We need to learn to minister from a heart of compassion. We have to be those who are loving and compa compassionate to be able to transfer that to people who are looking at us, who are so miserable with many things which are keeping them under the domination of the enemy. But sometimes they don't know. We need to be willing always to offer prayer. Always be willing to offer prayer. Because I know from experience that people don't refuse prayer. When you are discussing with them and then they express to you something, and if you ask, can I pray for you? They always say, yeah, yeah, you can pray for me. So I've had, uh, from my uh, previous job in the Congo, I was working, uh, I've said here, I think last time, for the British government, and I was working with many expats uh, who were my colleague coming from the UK and uh, working in the Congo. And when I was discussing with most of them, and then they didn't know the Lord in terms of uh, the way they were saying it themselves, and... Uh, Sometimes when they have challenge, they will ask you. So, or sometimes they won't, and I would say, uh, can I pray for you? And I remember one of my managers, 
had an issue. She couldn't give birth. She had been married for 10 years at that time, and she had not given birth. And she was like, you are blessed. You have how many kids? Five kids. And then at that time, I was going for a sixth one. She was like, what is this? God is in jazz. How can he give you six kids and me zero? I said, no, no. Can I pray for you? She said, yes, yes, pray for me. And uh, I prayed for her. She left our country, and now she's living somewhere, not here in the UK, but in another country in the world. And then a few years later, she told me she was pregnant because we've kept uh, exchanging and discussing for years now. And then pregnant again with uh, twins. <laughs> so then during Easter break, this Easter break, she sent me a text, which I will just read to you quickly. An update of my life has been like, what my life has been like. Every time I think I'm getting to a place where things are calm, some big waves crash in. I am sure that God is teaching me lessons and is making me strong. I am so grateful to have few people in my life and the church is so nice. I wish you guys with your family lived here and you could be the pastor of the church where I go. That will be great. Talk to you soon. Are you with me? This person didn't know Jesus by the time when we were in the Congo. I just kept offering her prayer, not preaching her Jesus. Can I pray for you? Can I pray for you? Can I pray for you? But the power of God followed her. The Holy Spirit followed her everywhere where she went. But now she's a Christian. And she has lived the power of God in her life where God has touched her. And from a place of barrenness, she has three kids now. Are you with me? Can you stand so we can pray? Thank you for listening to the Whole Vineyard Podcast. We would love to connect with you and welcome you home to church. To find out more, go to wholevineyard.co.uk forward slash connect. And stay up to date with all that is going on in the life of our church. Go to hallvineyard.co.uk forward slash church news and sign up for our weekly mailing. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you soon.